Hi, my name is David Browder. I am the rector of St. Thomas Episcopal Church and School in Houston, Texas. And I hope you're doing okay in these times where our prayers are with you and, um, and I hope you and your family are, um, are doing okay. I wanted to share with you some things uh, here on Mockingbird. And one of the things I wanted to share with you was um, a portion of scripture that I thought was uh, very apropos. Um, in the times we find ourselves in. I hope this is something that will uh, encourage you and, and, um, and help, perhaps. Um, it comes from the ninth chapter of Mark's Gospel. And it's after Jesus has come down from the Mount of Transfiguration and he's coming back into the town of Bethsaida. And, um, and a crowd runs to meet him. And in that crowd is a man, a man, a father with a son and his son is um is racked with an evil spirit and this evil spirit is trying to harm him it's casting him down into water and casting him down into fire and the man is um is desperate uh the man is desperate and um and he and he runs over to jesus in this time when he sees him come to the town and what I'd like to do for a second is I would like to talk a little bit about that, about what causes the man to run over to Jesus, to mark what he is doing and what actually is going on. Because we, we, we're told in this story that there are scribes there, there are people from, religious, uh, from the religious persuasions there, people for, there from the religious authorities there. And this man presumably went through a lot of the channels that one might go through in a religious sense um, to have his son helped. And nothing has happened. He has gotten nowhere with them. And the man runs to Jesus. And, and in that sense, he's running away from the culture in which he was brought up. He is running away from the culture, the tribe, as it were, that um, in which he operates to to feed his family, to to be a, a member of society that can operate in that in those sorts of um, situations that, that that one might need in their village, of course. And he's taking a really big chance of losing his standing in his tribe, losing his standing in his community. And you know he might start getting he might start trending on Twitter in the local Sea of Galilee section, you know, where he might get canceled or something. But what causes this, this, um, this break with his people in that sense? Because Jesus was still not um, seen very well. You know, you see in, in Matthew 23, woe to Bethsaida. Um, that, was not a, that was a town that got one of the woes in, in, um, in Matthew 23. So, um, so he, he, he's, he's cutting against the grain here. And the reason he's doing so is because of his deep need. Um, and even then he arrives with a sort of a checkered faith. Uh, you know, um, if you can, will you heal him, he says. And Jesus says, if I can. Um, and he says, I believe, help my unbelief. And so he has that checkered faith. Now, our parish is planning on opening here pretty soon. And we're, 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 we're which a lot of people think is a terrible thing to do. Um, and of course, when we reopen, we're going to have precautions like masks and social distancing, and we're going to be thinking about singing and that sort of thing. And of course, a lot of people think that is, uh, is terrible. And, um, and, and my parish is sort of 50-50. And look, I understand each 
one. I really do. Um, you know, the, the people who, who, who don't want to come back until it's safe, who don't want to reopen until it's safe, the people who don't want the masks, who, who, who feel, um, who, who are very uncomfortable with that and um, for, for various reasons. I understand and I sympathize with all of them, um, but it sort of makes for a lovely needle that one must thread in order to lead in a parish and um, of course the needle doesn't exist and and but but pray for your pastor pray for your pastor in that sense um, but what is what is arisen is um, is is a very very powerful connection to whatever cultural allegiance or whatever cultural tribe one finds oneself in these days. And you know, I can go through Twitter and I can look at my colleagues, I can go through, I can look at all sorts of, of people um, who I know and I know where they stand politically and I know exactly, almost exactly where they will stand um, as far as this reopening and precaution thing goes. Uh, it's, it's almost a, a one for one correlation in that sense. And, um, and, it's, and it's, uh, it's, it's troubling, um, it, it's, it's troubling, you know, um, the, the, the tribes are. I mean, you, you ask yourself, why the tribes? Why, why the, the, the cultural um, uh, connection? Why, why is it so deep? Why is it so intractable? Um, what does it give us? Well, it gives us acceptance. It gives us belonging. It gives us identity. That's what tribes give us, and you can understand why someone would associate oneself with one. Um, what does it also give us? In this particular instance, it gives us certainty. Certainty. Um, and certainty is something that you can control. Uh, certainty is something that you can manipulate. It also gives you righteousness. It gives you virtue if you are certain, if your tribe is certain. And of course, that makes your enemies a footstool under your feet, as it were, and I think we're seeing a lot of that. These are all very primal things. These are all very satisfying things um, to be associated with a tribe in this respect. And, and what one finds is that it, it intensifies as things get more uncertain. Um, people double down on the thing that they trust the most. Well, the man's trust in and Mark 9 um, broke down a long time ago, it seems, because he's looking for help from the disciples. He's looking for help from, from Jesus. And the crisis is still here. It, it has not helped. Uh, whatever it is uh, has not helped. And so, and so he is running to the one he believes he can help, who can help. Um, and in doing so, he is, he is um, transferring his faith. He's transferring his faith from his tribe, from his religion, from his culture, to Christ. And his son was healed in that sense. And, and so um, when we transfer our faith from our tribes, whatever they may be, to Christ, you know, it's probably not going to be very popular. You know, you, you, you might, um, if you're a liberal going to Christ, you might be a fundamentalist. If you're a conservative uh, coming to Christ, you might be called a conservative. Uh, if you know what that is, Google it. Uh, it's there. Um, and a lot of people have been called this. Um, but but here's, here's what the tribes can't give you. And here's what faith in Christ does give you. Faith in Christ gives you everlasting belonging. It gives you everlasting acceptance. 
and you don't have to reinvent it every day. You don't have to virtue signal in order to, in order to earn it all the time. That is, uh, that is faith in Christ. Um, there's no threat of being canceled by a loving God who died on a cross for us. It also takes away our need for certainty and thus our need for control. You know, um, it places whatever we are concerned about in the hands of Christ. And, and here's what that does. That gives you clear eyes. That enables you to go through times of certainty, to go through times of pain, to go through um, times of deep, deep confusion and not knowing what to do, which is, which, which, are, which is one of the things that we find ourselves in, um, what to do, what to do, how to lead. Um, and it allows you to navigate this with faith because you've given it to another, hope because of what the other has done and what his character is and what he has given to you, and love, which is response, which is response to, to the faith and the love and the hope that you have been, been given, and charity um, of people. You know, some of these folks might have a point. I don't care where you, you sort of land on the political spectrum. Um, faith in Christ allows you to not be so personally invested in your tribal um, convictions and, and, and allow you to see, well, maybe there is, um, maybe there is something I haven't seen. Maybe there is something I have been blind to. It gives you clear eyes. You know, Christianity can be a great source of contrast to what we see around us in this sort of tribal warfare because we are new creations. We are born anew. And I have no problem saying that. Um, but the need must be so great that we at least diminish our tribes in order to place our trust and our faith in one who can bear it. And so I'm going to pray that for you. I'm going to pray that for you, and especially I'm, I'm going to pray that for me because I always feel that tribal and that cultural pull over and against giving me acceptance, giving me belonging, um, giving me certainty, giving me righteousness. Um, but it's just not where it is. And I'll pray for that for you. I'll pray for that for me. I hope you pray for me in that respect. And, um, and I just um, wish that you um, well. I wish you um, to fare well in this, um, in this situation that we're in. And I pray that God will be with you as you order your steps, as he orders your steps through Christ our Lord. Amen. Goodbye.